This week, we have one of the best to ever do it in the National Football League. Hall of Famer, six-time Pro Bowler, played nine seasons with the Detroit Lions, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, guys? It's Calvin Johnson Jr., a.k.a. Megatron, and I'm on the One Star Recruits podcast. Yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits podcast. I am DK, joined as always with my best friend Rip at 25 years. We are one stars doing our best to get lessons on life from five stars from around the world. This guest this week might be one of my favorite all-time list guests I've been most excited about. Literally, him, Randy Moss, maybe one or two plays from my guy David Boston are the best players I've ever seen play wide receiver in my life. All right, Rip. Those literally might be the all-time greatest wide receiver to ever DK's ever laid these eyes on at Sun Devil Stadium. That was a one-star inclusion of David Boston with those two names. I might edit that part out because all the all the listeners right now are not even focusing on Calvin. It's why in the hell did he just put David Boston's name on the list? Nick V knows. What up, Nick V? We got Nick V back listeners for us from uh, for a little a little World Cup action. But we talked cannabis with Calvin, so we said let's bring Nick V back. Welcome back, bro. Well, thank you very much, bro. And DK probably said that because Nick B did have that 89 David Boston jersey back in the day. Yeah, Nick knows that that's he should be in that intro. Two plays. And I think you know the plays. Um, both of them, he was very strong at the time, uh, jumping up. But that's not even what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, okay, we, we have Megatron on. I'm just going to throw out a couple just for, for listeners, just to paint the pictures. And Rip, you can tell me. I don't even know if Nick B will remember. How about... How about against the Cincinnati Bengals in, in a game where he was down and Matt Stafford chucked a 50-yard ball into the end zone on a third and 18? It was a, it was a Hail Mary, and, and he was swamped by, I believe, three or four guys. He made the grab. Do you remember that game, Rip? It was in 2013. There were a lot of those plays. I mean, Matt Stafford was obviously a good quarterback, but Calvin Johnson made him great. I mean, it's just throw the ball up and, you know, at least 50% chance Megatron will come down with it or get a P.I. call. So good. He had a game where he exploded against the Cowboys. That was amazing. Obviously, the game where he he passed Jerry Rice. And I brought it up to him this time about the yards record, too, to see if if maybe Jefferson or Tyreek Hill could get it. He kind of seemed to brush his shoulders off like Jay-Z, as he should. Um, but it's crazy that that record's held. I mean, all kinds of great memories. He was the guy when I was watching football in my, uh, what, our glory years, Rip, 20s? Is that our glory years? What do you call that? Yeah, in our primes. Our, our, we, we weren't players, but it was our prime uh, viewing, uh, NFL viewing, our 20s, yeah. right? I mean, Nick B did it in his prime until the last couple of years when he got all this moolah. But bloomer, bro. We were we were in our in our primes. Then, and you, he was a guy that you could th- would throw it up. I remember, Nick, you remember sitting at Maloney's and Flagstaff? Throw it on up. He would come down with it every time almost. Absolutely. I also remember pretty much every Thanksgiving watching Megatron come down with, with made amazing catches one-handed catches just you know toe touchers staying in, in bounds absolutely lines, yeah lines were usually down so they were they were launching up to him that was good man anyway nick b you'll be happy to know that megatron also smokes uh jay's in his garage so you two have that in common uh yeah i mean who doesn't these days right i mean it's the move. We've been doing it in Arizona for a long time, but now it's just legal in so many states. It's definitely the move. I appreciate a good, a good garage session. You rip. You ever, you ever do a cigar in your garage? You ever try to get a Marlboro light or a Parliament up in your garage just for fun? The garage, as you'll hear in this interview, is where people kind of go to escape, especially dads and husbands. You know, and uh, I'm glad that that's the one thing. Uh, you know, 
CJ and I have in common is we we kind of get away from the kids in the garage. I loved it. The garage is such a good place. This is a great interview. Enjoy this interview with Calvin Johnson. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father, a pro football Hall of Famer, a co-founder of the Primitive Group, and a guy who is more active on LinkedIn these days than he is on Instagram or a football field. We got Megatron, Calvin Johnson in the house. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on with the One Stars, Calvin. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to see you. Hey, I see you on LinkedIn, man. And and I got a question because the, the One Star listeners know that I lead off a lot of our interviews with with great parenting examples. And I do it because it's so important to hear being able to look up to your parents as role models. Your mom has her doctorate. She stressed education and all of your siblings are successful in education and in their careers. I, and I also read an article where your dad's advice to someone on being a good father was to, quote, be there for your kids. And your parents, they certainly were. They still are. Being, being able to always have your parents there to look up to. How did that uh, help guide you with confidence, decision making and even life after football? Yeah, I think it's just having that support, you know, having that support system is key, you know, whether you're doing something right, whether you're doing something wrong, you know, at the end of the day, that unconditional love, knowing that you got somewhere to go to, you know, to talk out your issues with, you know, that's key. It's almost like your counselor, you know, and that's, that's a great thing. If you can be in that position with your parents where you can talk to them about your issues. Um, and I feel like we have that with our family, you know, we're very open, you know, especially as we grown in age, you know, and, and understand that all we have in this life is our health. You know, we got a little bit of time. You know, so um, to do our best to maximize the opportunities that we got to get together with each other. Love it, man. I love it. I appreciate you coming on the show, Calvin, with the NFL playoffs right around the corner. And I'm looking behind you, listeners. He's got a beautiful trophy and cleats room behind him. I'm always curious to know how folks have their Sunday football set up, set up. Mine, personally, I try to commandeer the back TV in the office. I got a full house here. I usually kind of twist up a little sativa from my morning routine. I make myself an English muffin and usually a fried egg and a coffee, and I'm good. Give me four hours on red zone. What's your Sunday morning football setup? <laughs> my Sunday morning football setup. Um, well, we get a little church in first, and then, um, but after right when I'm when I'm back, and, and I usually go in my garage. I'm usually hiding from the kids because <laughs> 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 the kids are usually commandeering the TV. So they, they take all the TVs, and if I go to a different TV, they're going to come and take that one too. So the only way I can get away from them is going in the garage. My wife, wife does not let the kids come in the garage. So I'm able to go in the garage, you know, have me a little, you know, roll up and uh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, all the, enjoy all the games. The garage is so clutch. We, we grew up in Arizona, and the garage obviously was the place where we saw our parents go to. But, yeah, no, it's a perfect place for a little peanut butter breath pre-roll or maybe a, a sensi <laughs> pre-roll. The garage is clutch, man. People sleep on the, on the garage a lot. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I can't smoke in that house. Wife, we won't have that, and I don't want to do it around the kids anyway. So that's the next best place, especially up here in this cold Michigan. Yeah, it's cold up there. I got actually have Rip coming to visit me at the end of the month here in Hawaii. He's bringing his uh, two kids. Yeah, pretty easily. He's let me know, hey man, you got to take that take that smoke outside. I said no problem, man. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> You've been watching uh, guys like Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf. Obviously, reminds me of you a little bit, maybe a little. I'm on St. Brown. Who's your favorite current guys that you like catching? Yeah, I'm, 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 I like uh, Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase. You know, I love the uh, 
LSU guys, you know, they're doing a great job. You know, I'm, I'm big. I'm really big on SEC football. So I'm watching those guys before they come out. Alabama, obviously, all the guys in the league are from Alabama. So um, love the talent coming out of there because, I mean, that's really all I watch. I watch SEC football. I might watch Big Ten because I'm up here in Big Ten country a little bit. I watch ACC because I played in the ACC. But, you know, I feel like the best football is coming out. The best brand of football is coming out of there. And Justin Jefferson is absolutely killing it. You know, Debo Samuel, he's like my best, like, you know, uh, in-between player, you know, playing running back and and, and, uh, and receiver or best hybrid player. But Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson is really killing it out here. Uh, DK's having success. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously, you know, he's going to see he's so strong, you know, but I'm loving watching those guys. And I'm seeing just, just, uh, Justin Jefferson because obviously I'm up here in the NFC North country. Yeah, yeah, you're up there, man. Nice. I love that. A little Jerry Judy coming back to life, those Alabama receivers. Yeah, yeah. that's good to see him coming back to life, getting some life in the ways. Obviously, um, and I, you know, my favorite team, obviously, is Philly. Okay. They're with some Alabama players over there. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go, Megatron. There we go. I didn't know you're a Philly guy. Everybody seems to be a Philly guy, Rip. Everybody's jumping on the Philly train a little bit, but I, I got you. <laughs> no, I, got, I, got old team, I got teammates over there, man, and I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, a fan of that quarterback. That Who's got, over there that you fan. played with? I don't know. My, my mind's blanking. Who are Darius they? Slay. Darius yep. Slay's over there. And Dominican yep. Sue just got picked up by him. Who else over there did I know? I know a couple of guys, but I don't think I played with all of them. Yeah, but yeah Slay, and, Slay and Sue. Yeah, those, those are my dogs. What makes Slay so good? You got to work on him in practice. Is it? Is it? Is it yeah, because I worked on him in practice. What makes Slay so good now? What is it now as he gets a little older? Is it? Is it mental? He's really damn good, man. No, he's just a solid player. He knows, I mean, he just understands how to play within the scheme, man, and just how not to make errors. If you can play within your scheme and not make errors in your scheme, you're going to be a damn good corner. And obviously, he's a great cover man. Um, I remember uh, just, I can, it's hard to get him off my hip. And he doesn't really hold. You know, he's just great at, uh, at yeah, staying in sync uh, with the receiver. My only thing with Darius, and I tell him all the time, I text him after the game, like, I'm like, you could have had another interception if you got your dang head around. Just get your head around the balls up in the air. He makes plays on the ball. He's always around the ball, and I, I love it. And he got to get, he's always got a smile to go with it. <laughs> yeah, we love it, man. Joey Joey Day is our guy, our Eagles guy. Yeah, lots of guys on the Eagles. Well, that's cool, man. Let's talk a little bit about – we talk business a lot on this podcast. I get to combine two of my passions. Let's get a little bit into cannabis and business here, and it blends yeah. into what you're doing at Primitive Group. And listeners, the two pre-rolls I mentioned, mm-hmm. that peanut butter breath with Sounds Bomb is, is one of uh, one of CJ's uh, – uh, uh, pre-rolls at his shop and we'll get there. But just as far as the business goes, especially in the early days, uh, a lot of listeners and myself, we always have good ideas and concepts. I always have mm-hmm. ideas, you know what I mean? And then yep. where we, we stall out is those early steps of action. You know, it's all about yep. that action. And so, you know, what were some early steps that you and your partner, Rob Sims, did to take Primitive from an idea to an actual business? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, from the very beginning, you know, it, it was tough. You know, we were denied and all that stuff, but we finally got through. But I think it was key and it was essential really just to have a place uh, for everybody to commune. I mean, everybody, that decision maker, the leaders for the, on the team, uh, you have you have a way to have all the lines of communication open. And then through that, you know, you can create, you know, whatever the agendas are and whatever the deadlines are that need to be met. But really just being to having a central place where everybody can go to, where everybody can get their information from. And you know, obviously information can be disseminate, disseminated, you know, from top to bottom, you know. And um, I feel like just having those lines of communication open um, is the first key in order to um, have success in, 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 in building the company. 100%, especially in cannabis, where it's kind of a wild world. 
the, the goal of your company is to advance cannabis as a form of elevated wellness and use it as a healing agent. You have a bunch of performance line products, which I think is so cool. Talk to our listeners a little bit about uh, your your line and and a where they can find it, but also b and talk to people like my mom a little bit, Megatron, who uh, might be getting older in age too and thinking about it, but not knowing how to kind of step in uh, up there in that Michigan area. Yeah, I mean, essentially, all we're trying to do is destigmatize this plant, you know, because there's a ton of healing powers behind it that, that we are just scratching the surface on. So being able to highlight those healing powers and tell the story of, of authentic and, and natural holistic medicine is key. You know, and, and obviously in, in, in the opposite narrative is, is obviously opioids, you know, so just bringing natural uh, holistic holding um, and at the end of the day, it's quality of life because you're putting natural things into your body. Um, but with the where we're going in this industry, you know, we're, we're, we want to be focused, obviously, on the stigmatizing and advocacy, but, you know, essentially being innovative within this industry, um, bringing new products to market, obviously, to, to target those new customers, to show them these elevated ways of healing. And I think what you had you know, mentioned earlier, you're talking about the nanotechnology that we're getting dipping our toe into. Um, we have our first two SKUs are going to be an ORS, which is an oral rehydration solution. So if you think liquid IV and those kind of drinks or, or like the uh, PD lights in the stick bags, just imagine that, though, with, with, with the cannabinoids in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so both THC and the CBD version. So for those that don't want the psychoactive effects of cannabis, don't want to get high, basically. And then the, the, my favorite is, is the topical because I'm always I'm, I mean, <clears throat> play football. I still have pain on a regular, mm-hmm. you know, so for anything I have pain, I grab that topical, man, and I throw it on. And it's almost like not instantaneously, but it's within a few minutes. It's, it's active. Same mm. thing with the nano. And the only reason why it's so active so fast is that the particle sizes are so small that they can mostly bypass the, uh, the intestinal tract and get right into the bloodstream. Money. What's that What's that topical that you're using for the listeners out there if they want to get on that same thing Megatron's on? Yeah, the, the, our, the, the uh, line is called Primitive Performance. And it'll be, uh, we'll have a topical um, that, can, that is, um, uh, has THC, CBD, CBG, and some CBN in it. So it's a, it's a couple of cannabinoids in there that, create a little bit of an entourage effect and get some good healing in there. Really inflammation. We're targeting inflammation. You know, that's the key source of pain. Yeah. That stuff totally works, man. If I get so many family members, that's my entry point with them is let's do a little topicals. Come talk to me in a week. You know, yep. they're worried it's going to smell like weed. They're worried all the stuff, all the stigmas. Uh, it's a great mm-hmm. intro. Great. I love the line, man. I love it. You know, a couple years ago after I left the NBA, I worked in the cannabis industry and I learned a lot. I met a lot of interesting people doing really innovative things. Without federal regulation, though, it really is a wild, wild place. And and kind of my moment of this is wild and crazy was at MJ Biz in Vegas in 2017. I was standing in a room with Tommy Chong, Ric Flair, Gavin Newsom, Mike Tyson, thinking, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Have you found yourself in a, in a holy shit moment in the cannabis <clears throat> Man, yeah, I guess, so. You, yeah, like you said, you're in the room with these different celebrities that are coming around and advocating for cannabis. It's just like, holy crap, like 10 years ago, to think about something like this, being in a room, you know, with, uh, what is it, like, Belushi, you're talking about advocates like like Lil Wayne, like, be real. Um, um, oh, let um, me do a few. Let me do a few. Big love to other yeah. athletes with great products. We got Kyle Turley, David Ortiz, Al Harrington has a great wow, killing, it. Yeah. killing yeah. it. Yes, Sean Kemp, Brett Holes in the game. Our good friend, former one star Ricky Williams with the Heisman brand. Yeah, yeah. Heisman, stuff. I love Ricky. Ricky's my favorite. He's a great dude. 
It's funny. They all say the same thing about you, Calvin. Can we see you at any uh, MJ events in the future with Primitive? You're going to get out to any events. Uh, maybe some customers can come check you out. Say what up. Yeah, we were, we were out. I've been MJ BizCon the last two years. This is the first year we actually did some, um, you know, we're showing up at booths and stuff. We have uh, partnerships. Uh, one big one that we have is with uh, the company called Foch. Um, they're a lighting, LED lighting company. They, they make a great product, you know, wonderful product. Um, but yeah, we're out doing some things with those companies and uh, we'll, be, we'll continue to be out there in the future. We had a couple of panels that we had to speak on. And we had one panel at uh, Can of Vest, I guess, out there in Vegas yeah. at the same time. Um, Great we event. were kind of talking about primitive performance. So it was a good time. Yeah, bring that primitive out to other markets. We want you in Arizona. You know, speaking of Arizona, too, our golf insider, Nick B, and I had a great idea for a golf strain because we've been, we want a terpene that will keep you focused and engaged, but not, you know, help your golf game. So we thought, yeah. I'm going to tell Calvin that maybe we got a collab in the future. We could work on a couple little turp profiles and, and call it hit that golfer community. Because if you're not drinking beer, you're smoking a little on the golf course. 100. You do see a lot more smoke on the golf course nowadays. <laughs> hey, Calvin, we end every interview with the segment we call one star to five star. We're one stars. Everybody knows it. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on this podcast like yourself. So I want to ask, a few questions that kind of run the gamut on a one to five star scale. Let's say one being the lowest, five being the highest. The first one, I just have a couple here. The first one, this is a little bit of a selfish question because I love Eminem and I have this opportunity to ask you this. Uh, you made Detroit your home and, and really ingrained yourself in the community there. Even though you haven't been with the Lions for six years, you and M were mega stars at the same time. I know he's a Lions fan. He loved watching you play. What's, a, let's say, a five star Eminem story from any time you spent meeting with him or hanging out with him? Uh, we did his photo shoot uh, for a magazine cover. And M was mad cool, mad nice. But I, I knew I was quiet. M didn't say nothing, man. I was like, dang, he's quiet. <laughs> but he was mad cool. So every time he, he spoke, he was cool. He was, he was respectful. I was, I was the same. But he was just mad quiet. But I respect it. You know, I was just happy to be in the room with him, man. That was that was that was the dopest part about it. <laughs> That's a five star. Yeah, you wouldn't think that from hearing his music, but in the interviews he does, and he does seem kind of like a quiet, introverted guy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Lions, there was an incident with the signing bonus they asked you to return a portion of when you retired, and and it made waves everywhere. Seemed extremely disrespectful to me, but you know, some time has passed since then. So on a scale of one to five stars. Let's say one being terrible, five being amazing. What is your relationship with the Detroit Lions and the Ford family like today? I'm going to say we're right in the middle. I'm going to say we, I'm going to give it a three just because, you know, I think we're in the process of trying to make something happen. They have some um, folks over there that, are, that want to make do some things. So I'm hoping that we can um, make some moves and I really just get the fans what they want. You know, the fans want to see me around there. And really, I want to be around the, the, the guys in the locker room because, you know, I know what kind of impact I could have on those guys, you know, and there might be some that, that might need a little bit of word of advice from, you know, receivers to the, to the DBs, to anybody in that locker room. You know, I know I can be a positive impact on that. So. Absolutely. And time, you know, heals a little bit. So it's been a little bit of time and it has been about six years. I think since the Lions were in the mix for a playoff spot right now, they won five of the past six. They're sitting at six and seven. Uh, what do you think about Dan Campbell and the squad right now? How, how are they playing? I've always been a Dan Campbell fan since the days I played with him. You know, um, love his energy, love how it's just raw emotion. Got to love that. Um, but, I mean, I think that his time, his team, they got the people there. They got the pieces in place. Some, not all the pieces. But they, they had, they're getting pieces in place. 
And you're starting to see, you know, dominant performances or at least like, you know, glimpses of it. And obviously these last five or six, you know, we we're able to see it um, through and through. And, you know, they try to be able to keep that up because if they, if they can do that, they can finish the season strong. I think they're going to be able to attract some top talent, maybe for some other teams um, that might see like, hold up, they, these guys are close. This is this is look like a good culture, like a good coach to play for. You know, guys see that they make they, they evaluate that when they're making those decisions. So they finish strong here. They're going to have a chance to get some other talent from some other teams to help take them all the way. Let's go. I was hooked since hard knocks. I didn't know. And then I know, and I've been hooked and rooting for him too, man. Thank you. The great words, man. Great words. You know, and I could use a little Matt, Matt Stafford primitive strain too, just kind of as for like a, a for, for a, for a long bomb, if you really want to call it a night or something, man. All call kinds a laser of or something like that. You know, rifle. <laughs> we, I don't know. Marketing for days on the one-star recruits with all kinds of stuff, man. Very <laughs> cool, bro. Very cool. The real fast. Rip's kids are young, four and six, and you have an older one and three younger boys. When we, explain to our kids and grandkids what it was like to watch Calvin Johnson as a player. Uh, you know, we kind of tried doing it with his kids this time. We have you here. What would you like to be said? How would you explain to a four and six year old about your career and your post-career legacy? If you can just describe it to, uh, to them. Yeah. I just say, you know, he was the bad guy to the defense. That kind of throws people off. The defense is usually supposed to be the bad guy, but he's the bad guy to the defense. <laughs> That's Megatron, baby. <laughs> that is Megatron, and you started it. That's what DK Metcalf's doing now, and all the guys. Megatron, you're a legend. We appreciate you. You're doing so much good work out there advancing the cannabis movement. Everyone, go to primitivegroup.com. Check out all the performance line dropping soon. Mom, order the topical. Could you ship, Calvin? <laughs> we will be shipping in the new year. Yes, everything's coming online um, in the new year, so it's, we're very excited. We will have an e-commerce site for, the, for just the CBD products, so yes, we will. And then the TSC products will be available throughout Michigan to start until we get some licensing deals in other states. Okay, so it's coming. Also, very active with the Calvin Johnson Jr. Foundation. Megatron, thanks for being a great example of a retired athlete still doing great things uh, to improve the world. Thanks for setting an example. Dude, thanks for just years of wonderful entertainment. I, I like Tyreek Hill and I like just Justin Jefferson, but let's hope that they don't break that damn record, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Thank, you, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great one, man. And Nigby, I did tell him about our golf idea. I don't know if I let the cat out of the bag with that one. He sounded very interested. You have to follow up. I think our, the collab's waiting to happen. Remember, Nigby, the focus uh, strain for the golf course? I do remember. And I guess I should say a little bit, it's a little bit interesting doing the pod without actually hearing the interview yet. But um, yeah, you have to listen. You have to listen. Yeah, it was very, um, I just, it felt like it was the right place, but you'll see, maybe we can do a clip rip. You'll see, he kind of puts his fingers together. He says, ooh, very good. Really, what was most exciting, Nick B, not to move you away from golf, I know you're a big golf guy, he opened up to us about the Detroit Lions, which was amazing. It was kind of, I told Rip, I said, I don't know, this is something he doesn't like talking about that much, but Rip, he kind of dropped a three stars in there for their work in their way to finding a, uh, it seems amicable, it seems like... It seems like he wants to help mentor some of those guys, which kind of gave me the chills a little bit. Yeah, and he kind of hinted uh, that there's things coming between him and the Lions. You know, it's not dead in the water. I mean, because to be honest, I was hoping for a one-star or a five-star answer on that question because that's, you know, the most exciting answer. But like I said, kind of time does heal some of those wounds that he had with the Lions organization, the Ford family. And it sounds like they're making progress towards some sort of reunion or, you know, like you said, him mentoring some of those awesome wide receivers they have there. 
Yeah. So we're going to get to some little segments that we do listeners that are that are fun every week on this podcast. But my biggest takeaway overall and my kind of, you know, gosh, I left that feeling really good. He loves Michigan. You hear him talk about the Big Ten and college football. And I know all the shops are in Michigan. Um, really a, a, a Midwest guy he's become. And you know what they say about people in the Midwest? Always super nice. Megatron, who would have thought? One of the nicest guys, Rip. One of the nicest guys out there. And yeah, it's a guy who grew up in the South, went to Georgia Tech, still watches SEC football, but he's made his home in Michigan where uh, he's been, he's had a real impact on that community in his, you know, 10, 15 years there. And he's just doing big things. I'd like to see it from retired athletes, kind of second life post football. I love it. Big things. Nick, you got to go up to Michigan. They got a good cannabis scene going up there. It seems like. I've always wanted to go, dude. Lake Michigan, I've heard is amazing. And Detroit, I know. You know, during some of the recessions, there were some, you know, tough times in that city, you know, but like we've talked about in this pod in the past, I think that it's like, that may just be what the news is telling you. It's probably always been a pretty dope city. I've heard, you know, I know a lot of people from there and they they love it. So it's definitely add it to the road trip list, Rip. We're headed to the Great Lakes. We're going to go to Primitive and we're going to get ourselves a, uh, some edibles and a couple pre-rolls. But I really enjoyed that, um. All or nothing shit. I mean, as Cardinals fans, I shouldn't even bring that up right now that that show's on. But I'm talking about the Lions one, dude. Like, I really enjoyed that before the season got started. I know you guys mentioned that a few times. I, that's where I learned about Amon Ross. Uh, or, damn, saying that. Or Amon Ross, St. Brown. Damn. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. D- nailed DK, it. DK left out one of those. DK left out the raw during the interview. But mm, that, that's did. actually what I was going to say is, yeah, hard knocks. And uh, man, what, what are the chances you guys think we'll be uh, watching the Lions in, in a wild card matchup this year? They're six and seven right now. The, world, the rules, world's rooting for it. I don't know if we'll see it, but the, we're rooting for it. That defense is very sus, as the kids say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, man, my, my daughter was just saying that last night, and I was calling her out for that. But I do have St. Brown, and I've got Swift on my fantasy football team, and they've been pretty solid dude, this season. Nick, be a bunch of bad podcasting when you were talking about your fantasy team. Everybody knows you didn't make the playoffs. I did not make the playoffs. I've lost. Yeah, I lost. Mouth. I was going to go into a World Cup section, but you're punting on that till later because you brought up your fantasy team. Instead, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. we're going to do. Okay. I want to do. Not Rip, at all. Asked me, Rip asked me about uh, guests because we're coming up to the new year. Rip's been booking unbelievably great guests. I love the NFL guys, Rip. I tell you this. I love. I love all of them. They're a very eclectic group of folks. Uh, but I wanted to put together a top list, a top three, a Mount Rushmore. But Rushmore is actually top four. But we'll just do a top three. We'll take one off Rush. No, we're doing top four, bro. Mount Rushmore, you got to go four. Dang, I didn't prepare four. I'm going to have to think of one on the fly. So I'll let you start then, Rip, so I can think of one more. Go ahead. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. You know, this this was big for a while. People asking, well, what's the Mount Rushmore of NBA players or NFL players? Or So, you know, I kind of thought of this. Uh, yeah, I'd like to just, I'm curious from you guys who the top four guests you'd like to see on this pod. And yeah, I'll, I'll do mine first. It's a uh, to me, it's pretty easy because these are the the guys I loved growing up, and uh, some of them are still relevant, you know, in the media. Some of them aren't, but uh, Charles Barkley, our guy with the Suns, grew up in Phoenix. Right. Uh, I mean, he's probably number one for me. Number two, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, still active on on the Monday Night Football broadcast. Like I said, during during our prime watching years, all three of us, he was the guy in Arizona, just a legend in the Valley. Would love to talk to him. Uh, number three, Allen Iverson. Changed the game in the NBA, changed the culture, uh, really good interview, just passionate guy. I would love to talk to him about those years with the Sixers and what he's doing now. And uh, number four, a non-sports guy is uh, Barack Obama, man. What You know, in our 30s, you know, president of the U.S., first African-American president, 
great interview, sports guy. So I think that would be uh, really good for the one stars, Barack. Bro, great call. DK, uh, let, let me go. Nick B liked it. Oh, you want to go second? Okay. Do not talk about your fantasy football team or we will edit you right on out, bro. Go right ahead. Okay, listen. The reason I want to go second is because I kind of I I didn't know if there'd be overlap, but surprisingly enough, there is a little bit of overlap. So respect, Rip. I got number one Larry Fitzgerald. So um totally your your wife's hall pass too, right? Yeah, let's not I didn't hoping that wasn't gonna come up again because you guys are actually making moves. Before I know it, he's gonna be on here and she's gonna be in the background. This is not gonna be good. Um <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's, close. Too, it's so getting it's, close. I should have changed mine up, but um so I got Larry Fitzgerald one. Um uh, well let me also just say that I made two different lists here. Being that I'm an amateur in this podcasting game, I saw your text and I didn't know if you were going to do like guest wanted as or what were our top five or four episodes to this date. So I'm gonna go ahead and if you want to hear those afterwards, I'll give you those too. But um, so DK is going to talk shit, and I don't care because it's World Cup time. But number two, I got Marcus Rashford, Manchester United stud. Um, I would love to see him on the pod, and he's got a wicked accent, so that'd be kind of something new for you guys. Um, I went with Michael Greller. I know that we've already got a golf guy on the pod. I would love a, a caddy. Bones was a first thought, but Michael Greller. Uh, Jordan Spieth's caddy would be my number three. And then number four, again, staying right in line, Lionel Messi, even though I think his English is pretty poor. Um, so it'd be kind of hard to have him on the pod, but I went ahead and used him as my like top four wants. What you got, DK? Well, first of all, you guys got a little beef because um, Rip, who happens to be 177th Argentine, because he did have an au pair from Argentina stay at his house for longer than three months. So he's a big Messi fan. Go ahead, Rip, let him know. Yeah, no, if we had Messi on, I would uh, learn Spanish for that interview. I, I would expect all of us to learn Spanish for that interview so we could do it in his native language. And I, I would cram like hell for the, the week leading up to that. But yeah, no, that's uh, he's probably in my top 10 now. He's in your top 10 now. And Nick B, funny you put Rashford in there because he choked to get in the World Cup and in the, in the WC. So big, another big choke. Well, I, let me correct you. He did not choke to get in the World Cup because he was on borderline to even get on the squad to get in. So he absolutely uh, earned his way on the team. But yeah, not not the performance we wanted at the end there. Very frustrating. Yeah, I was rooting for them pretty hard. So that, we'll that wrap. Hurt. We'll wrap with some World Cup picks for all of us, so we can get in this final legging. And sorry, sorry to Big Earn for the Dutch. That's what I was getting to. Big Argentine beat them Dutch. So you know, you guys got a little battle going on here. Nick B. Good, Mount Rushmore. Can you do a quick recap, just real fast? Just say the names one more time for me. Larry Fitzgerald, Marcus Rashford, Michael Greller, Lionel Messi. Messi. Nice. Yeah, thank you, Rip. It makes me laugh every time that you say it. One more time. Say it one more time for the audience. Lionel Messi. It's probably not even correct. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Let's see. DK's four. Okay. Um, In in no particular order, I'm going to start with Kevin Johnson. Not only was he uh, the point guard on my youth, he's the mayor of Sacramento. I think that's interesting. I'm not sure what he's doing now, uh, but very interesting life. We're, we're, we kind of have some some NFL guys doing interesting things now. I want to do some NBA guys doing interesting things in their post-life. So KJ7, one of the best autographs in the game. Google it if you haven't seen it. KJ7, all going down in a diagonal. It's beautiful. Uh, Kevin Johnson, Visekahema. He's probably very gettable. Uh, he, I think he's doing Market. broadcasting in Philly, but it's one of the better jerseys that you don't see a lot. I'm not a jersey wearer anymore, but if I was a jersey wearer, Pat Tillman, white Arizona Cardinals, second, vice second, Hema, white Cardinals with the flag on the left-hand side. So, vice second, Hema. 
what's his uh does he have any relationship to hawaii he's he's, he's big polynesian there. polynesian he's involved in the lds community lock him up rip he's he's doable he's out in i think he's out doing news broadcasts in philadelphia so vi get ready for the one stars uh number three joe rogan enough said i think it would help all aspects but it's my list and my favorite weekly podcast i'd like to have my favorite guy on that on and murthy from group chat podcast on and murthy would be top four on my list of, of people i like to have on the pod so good that, right. that, dude. Your, your list is probably the most gettable out of the four i think by far i mean you think I, rogan's I, pretty gettable uh aside yeah, from rogan aside from rogan the other guy i was gonna say i like how you had barack obama on and then uh rogan is hilarious and when he says somebody get a glass of water when he does that barack obama impression it's so hard he's get a glass <laughs> of water Sorry. Yeah, he threw the odds Here. off. I mean, that parlay, that parlay, that parlay is very gettable there with Kevin Johnson, Vi, second Hemmen on on Murphy, and then that Joe Rogan just made it a very tough parlay. But I'm gonna throw it in there because it's my freaking list. You know who would have made it on? You know, on a Saturday note, rest in peace and condolences to the family of Mike Leach. He was on my list, Rip. He was there. He did a, a wedding take post game, and he did a candy take post game. Uh, if you're in front of your Google machine, give Mike Leach candy and Mike Leach wedding a Google. Uh, rest in peace, Coach Leach. You were one of the best to do it. So he would have been on my list too, man. Yeah, he lived that uh, that pirate lifestyle. Just uh, one of the most unique interviews in, in the whole sports world. And yeah, 61 years old, man. Gone uh, way too soon. Yeah, homie's got some families though. So good. Rip, you got some fresh ones. You got some fresh hot ones on the list. We'll see. The listeners hold you accountable. You get I get texts from my guy, Tim Gardner, in uh, North Carolina when we don't follow through on, on guests. He was waiting for Nota Begay for about two months. So uh, lock and load. And just to point out, DK, we do welcome and love any suggestions of guests from uh, our listeners. And last week, Hunter Pence, our guy, was a, a listener-suggested guest, I believe, from uh, your guy up in Santa Cruz. So, yeah, keep them coming. We're uh, always always open to trying to get whoever you want. Yeah, a lot of I got some requests for his wife. She's actually very well-known in the Twitch community to come back on. Uh, more females, Rip. Always to mix more females in the mix. It's uh got to learn from 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 everybody mix it up we got to learn from everybody just so we're not really one stars as much doing one star behavior uh which every week we share with with our listeners one star moments of the week rip what you got yeah we're pretending to be five stars on the first part of this pod but we got to bring it back down to earth dk uh everyone knows that listen to this pod i'm uh, afraid of heights uh, you know inherited the fear from my dad and uh, let me tell you something that doesn't mix well with putting up Christmas lights on your roof. So uh, it's what I did last week. And my one star moment of the week is that, you know, something that should have taken me about 45 minutes ended up taking about three hours because my fear of heights, I refuse to actually climb on the roof. So my method is that I have the uh, extendable ladder. I'm crawling up the ladder, putting like three lights up, moving the ladder every two feet. And like I said, it takes about three hours, but it keeps me grounded. It, it erases that fear of heights because I'm not too high up on the ladder and there's no way in hell I'm climbing up on the roof. So I moved that ladder inch by inch, foot by foot around the entire house. Three hour job. It's my one star moment of the week. My neighbors laugh at me. They, they say, are you still up there? Are you still doing that? How long is that going to take you? It's uh, well known on my street. And uh, yeah, I'm a one star, man. Oh, yeah, man. Get it on social media so we can see your work, Griswold. And wreck of the week, find Bro. any 14, 15, or 16-year-old on your street, drop him a crisp Thompson, lights are up. Liability, bro. I don't want any liability, only myself. Oh, yeah, the insurance Nick B told us that a couple years back. I remember that one. Nick B, what's your one-star moment of the week? Bro, why don't you get one of those 
poles with a hook on it, dude. Do you not have hooks? Like if you got a pole with a hook on it, you don't even have to get on a ladder. You don't even have to be high. You just lift up, hook, slide down, lift up, hook. No, it actually takes like some human uh, work by a human because it's it's one of the we have these little sliders that are attached to each light. You have to slide it under the shingles. So oh. it's it's something that a hook wouldn't do. But so I have to do it. But okay. if I actually climbed up on the roof, I could just walk around the roof and do it in like 45 minutes. But I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. Good you call. Get shit shit yeah. on a shingle. Nick B, you need some more time? You want me to give you a come in and give you a no, time? No, I got a one star uh, moment of the week for sure. And actually, Rip, it's funny because I have mine and I'm going to go ahead and double up on two uh, unless DK. And DK, you just edit my shit out if you want to. Because I my one star moment of the week is the recycled trash can. I just got foam to do this pod and noticed that the recycled trash guy did not pick up ours. This is my fault. I'm just an idiot, dude. Like, so we had this. So I'll try to shorten the story, but, but basically we have this big thing made of PVC pipe that ho- used to hold our pool net, throwing that thing away. And I'm like, this has got to be recyclable, right? But it's stuck up too high so that the lid doesn't close all the way. And I am the type of person that always kind of talks trash about the people that don't foot, you know, talk trash, pun intended, that don't have the lid all the way shut. Like the garbage man wants that thing shut. You know what I'm saying? But this time I'm like, oh, you know, maybe this week I'll be the exception. He'll just get my trash. No big deal. Nope. So he skipped my yard, skipped my uh, house. So I got a full recycled trash can still. These guys in in the East Valley, they just don't want to get out of the truck to do any work. They just want to. Oh, no, they, they oh no wait. Are you giving them a Christmas bonus, a Christmas tip? Slip, slip Dude, the I, in there. Time. I feel like they're my homies. I guess I just don't know that if they know what the, which one's my house. And again, and it was all my fault, dude. I shouldn't have had that thing sticking up. So that's just a one-star moment. I should have just taken it apart. Or I don't know what I do now. I'm probably just going to run it to like my office uh, trash can behind there because, you know, I can put yeah, anything you, in there. You, you can't have a full recycle bin the week of uh, Christmas, man. That's when you got the most the stuff in there. Well, that's actually, dude, that's my five-star week. My wife does Christmas shopping in freaking October, bro. Like, or that's an exaggeration, but we are so ready. I've already gotten rid of all the boxes from Amazon. Like, luckily we're good there, but I do, I want to piggyback on your story, Rip, because it reminded me of my one-star moment of the week a couple, uh, a couple days ago when I was putting up, or, or no, my wife asked me to take down this. Um, we have like one of those little solar motion lights for when you walk up to our house and with our Christmas lights, it doesn't look good. And it's kind of old anyway. So she's like, why don't you just take that down? I'm up there on a step ladder. So it was only three steps. Um, and I'm starting to unscrew it. And this, I see this spider and it starts and it just does that shoot straight, let go and drop down. And I think it's going to land on me. I turn and jump off the ladder, dude. Like such a dumb move. Luckily I like tucked and rolled on the driveway, but I scraped up my knee pretty bad. It was, if you were watching, it's probably really funny. Uh, you got the uh, you got the the surveillance ring footage of that to, we can share on social media. Oh my gosh, he he might have it. I mean, that's what that's the kind of content we need to put out on social media. Nick B falling off the street, three step ladder, and end up a high ankle sprain there. Rip on a scale of one to five stars of of five stars being a great story that will make the podcast one star being a terrible story that will get edited right. podcast. What do you give that story Nick B just told? I'm gonna go two star because, uh, yeah, okay. spiders and. Uh, you know, if, but if you if you have the ring footage, it'll immediately vault to five star because yeah. that's I like something you need to see. It, you know, if, if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. We need to see that, Nick B. Okay, I'll go to Tim across the street. Oh man, we're keeping you on this, Nick B. We're gonna make you a podcaster before you know it, bro. This is this is brilliant. What was your one star moment, DK? Oh God, I didn't do mine yet. It seems like we've we've been on one star forever. Um, so I got a toilet that doesn't refill with the water unless you manually push down the little floaty thing in the back. You guys know what I'm saying? 
that's pretty one star right there alone. <laughs> yeah, so, one star a toilet. couple nights ago, our toilet is now exposed on the top side for easy access to get the water, uh, f- you know, floaty <laughs> thing to refill. Anyway, uh, a couple days that. ago, a couple days ago, I went to the bathroom, did a pee, like one of those great pees when you like you go back to bed and you're like, oh, I can lay on my stomach again. Like it's just great pee. And uh, oh, God, I went to push the little floater thing down. And I hit the hose that connects into the hose to the thing. And when I push the floaty thing down, fucking <laughs> water in my mouth, on my face, two in the morning. And oh. at first I got super mad. And like when you stub your toe mad, and then I realized it was pretty funny and I just need to fix that thing. But fucking so one star got in my mouth. Um, I know you guys both currently have at least one appliances that you're fucking using that's broken. So don't lie. Oh, absolutely. Wait, wait, was it was it pee water or just toilet water? No, the back, you know, the upper tank. You, know, the upper water. Deck. you yeah, can drink, you water can drink that stuff, though. That's clean water. Man. No, but it's got a thing. It's got a thing to it, you know, that we still it's like we're Arizona kids. Remember, they used to tell us don't swim by the uh, pool cleaner. Dude, that pool cleaner couldn't do anything. I don't know who made that up, uh, but the same as toilet water. You think it's gross, but it's as clean. Yours are right. Okay, um, one-star moments. We're going to do quick wrecks of the week to wrap up the podcast real fast. Who's winning the World Cup? Rip, who do you got? I got to go with uh, my native Argentina. I'm uh, 177% Argentinian. So, yeah, I, I actually ate some Argentinian pastries this morning. I uh, got two uh, two girls in my house, right? two women in my house right now watching the game in messy jerseys. Uh, wow. Let's go. Vamos, Argentina. Empanadas, huh? Is that what you had? A little ham and cheese empanada? It was something. No, it was it was like something with dulce de leche and then like some vanilla filling. It, it was some some from an Argentine bakery. It was, it was really good. Dang, I don't fancy. know what the hell it was called, but it was good. What do you got Nick- now, or DK? Because your uh, Belgium got bounced early, and your yep. Dutch, or, and my Dutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the teams yeah. that I like are out. So I don't know. Give me Morocco for fun, just for fun. Who okay. you got? More the local favorite. I got to go. Argentina as well you know when when your team loses you have to root for the team that beat you that's kind of like the old traditional route and USA lost to the Dutch so then I you know have to root for the Dutch and then the Dutch lost to the Argentines so now I'm uh and I, I would actually like to see I think Messi's the most deserving of it uh out of all the players in the in the cup this year anyway so I'd like to see him get it Messi. all right so that will be next week the, we'll have a champion by this podcast next week which is cool we got that one star Rex of the week. We do anything that made us feel good. We recommend them to the world. Uh, I'll start. Mine's easy because I'm going back to the television. El Televisión. Taco Chronicles. There's a new season on Netflix. It is so, so good. Probably the best tacos in San Diego, Chicago, New York, LA. And you guessed it. Kyler Murray Kyler Murray's probably going to be eating a lot of these tacos now. Big episode on Phoenix, Taco Chronicles on Netflix. Check it out. It is amazing. Be prepared to want to eat tacos. Give a spoiler. What was the uh, what was the spot in Phoenix that they that they have on there for the best tacos? Never heard of it. That's why it's it's fire. Like I you would you think you know, you don't know. We're not in level. We're not into the level of the real authentic. So you got to get in there. Tacos Chronicles. I'll check it out now. It, you nice jumping me on the plate. I don't exactly remember, but it was a place that I will be going to now. Mark it. All right. Speaking of just to segue from that, everyone that listens to this pod knows that I've been doing a DoorDash on the side, delivering food to the families of Long Beach and Southern California. 
And my recommendation of the week, if you order DoorDash more than like once, twice a month, you got to get Dash Pass. It's a subscription. I think it's $4.99 a month or something like that with discounts. But uh, saves you a couple bucks, helps me make some money because you're ordering food more. But if you just order DoorDash without Dash Pass, often you're you're costing yourself money because the fees are pile up. And then, but with Dash Pass, you get pretty much unlimited deliveries for a set price per month. Everyone, everything is moving into a subscription these days. And uh, if you want to save a couple bucks, you're a big DoorDash user. Dash Pass, go get it. Are either okay. of you guys? Uh, I know DK. Since you moved to Hawaii, you don't really do DoorDash. Nick, Nick D, are, Nick B, are you a DoorDash uh, subscriber? Are you a Dash Pass guy? I am not a Dash Pass guy. I probably should be. I'm probably one of those people who would benefit from it because I've ordered probably three times in a month, and that's probably probably two's the threshold or whatever. But, dude, well, let me uh, jump right on that because mine kind of goes a little bit with that, Rip. Uh, my record of the week is to uh, put out a little thank you pail with snacks in it for delivery drivers. Um, my wife, I have to give her the credit. She, she does this every year and it's really cool. She'll put out little snacks and a little note says, you know, to the delivery drivers, thank you. And almost every single one of them that I see or that we hear uh, says, thank you. I'm sure that there are some that are like, think we're cheesy and whatever, but uh, you'd appreciate it. Am I right, Rip? If you're hungry, Dude. if you're in Olibar, bro, you're on a, on a trip. Am I right? Yeah. No, I used to think that was cheesy and I would see them around the neighborhood and it was more during COVID when, you know, they were considered like frontline yeah. workers, but yeah, now like being a DoorDasher, I I would absolutely appreciate. I've done over fifty deliveries and I haven't seen that once anymore. So I don't know if they're just going away, but yeah, uh, big call out to the the citizens of Long Beach, man. Do it. It's it's, it's always good for always appreciated by the drivers. Big free free ads, just throwing them out there. Train would be so disappointed right now. <laughs> DoorDash Pass. We have a wonderful podcast. Rip is living the lifestyle and podcasting, so. If you're out there in LA, I know we got some some DoorDash workers maybe in uh what do you call it, the Silicon Valley of LA down there, Rip, Playa del Rey. Hey, come on, it's Long Beach, not LA. The five six two, like Peyton Watson said uh in the spring. It's Long Beach, not LA. Come on. That's where DoorDash is located? Oh, no, yeah. I don't know where DoorDash is located. It's an app. It's it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't Probably know. The I, Bay Area. I, well, I'm talking to their marketing department, right? I'm trying to make moves, you know, like Calvin Johnson's making moves, man. But it's good. It's good. Uh Listeners, happy holidays. So much good stuff happening at primitivegroup.com. That's Calvin Johnson's cannabis company. Uh, check out his foundation, Calvin Johnson Jr. Foundation. Give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for a holiday gift. For Nick B getting better headphones and also Nick B doing so good without interrupting and talking over people on this episode. It's a five-star episode for you, Nick B. I think you deserve five stars. Woo! Talking to your <laughs> friends and family. I'm talking to everybody who follows Nick B on LinkedIn who's trying to get rich like Nick B. Five stars, hook us up with it. In fact, we're going to give a gift to the entire world. Uh, Rip, I want to play that little music on the way out that we play the little keyboard. And we're going to let Nick B talk about his top four episodes that he's he's listened to. Enjoy. Bro, thank you. Love that. Um, I had to try really hard not to interrupt you right there at the end because, man, that would have been annoying if I interrupted you right when you're giving me props for not interrupting. So, yeah, top four um, existing interviews, uh, previous episodes, if you will. And then I've got a couple honorable mentions, so don't cut me off right at the end there. 
Um, and I kind of, I, I guess the recency effect hit me with Hunter Pence, but Hunter Pence's uh, positivity just really, I had to put him in the top four. And then just because I love myself so much, I had to put Nota Begay in there. That was uh, just so much fun and I'm just a huge golf fan. And that was really one of my favorites. Uh, Jake Plummer is my third. And then rounding it out with Ricky Williams, cannabis icon, also uh, laid the groundwork early in this pod for some some cannabis listeners, some NFL listeners. Honorable mentions, I got Joey Chestnut, dude, winning the hot dog eating contest you have to listen to that very very early jet uh guest uh jvg jeff and gundy and then also travis pastrana big fan of him and that was a great interview as well so that's all i got i'm out